Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. Coming up, it's always fun catching up with saxophonist Joel Shotwell. Then later in the show, we talk about the art of burlesque and drag with the Vaux Devil Cabaret's Ginger St. James, Viola Velvet, and Stella Derriere. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as choose another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. What you are drinking, what you're drinking it out of, most likely determined by where you're listening, how you're listening, and even more so when you're listening. But uh, lift it up high, and let's clink our glasses and mugs, etc., to the Sioux Falls Arts Council's new website, artssiouxfalls.org. That is artssiouxfalls.org. You can sign up for their artist directory, which I am a part of. You can apply for a micro-grant, you can see what's coming up on their very vast calendar. And this is a cool thing now. You can find out where you can share your art with their local and digital venues for digital arts, literary arts, musical arts, performance arts, and visual arts. So here is to you, Sioux Falls Arts Council. Thank you for the new website, artssiouxfalls.org. The Weekend Eve Toast brought to you by The Sky and Tea. The Sky provides all-caps fun, and that is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts, shooting pool, uh, listening to great live music from local musicians. Have fun singing at karaoke. Make that live part your own, huh? Have fun testing your knowledge at trivia. Maybe you need some more room to hold a big company party. Maybe a benefit of something. Well, the Sky's big back room fits the bill for you. So no matter what's going on at the Sky, it's local. And it's lively. It's time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We choose a winner each week. And this week we say congratulations to Chris Wilson. We will be in touch with you, Chris, to get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza of the Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. 
Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, Sonny's Pizzeria.com. What made Dave smile in this past week? Made him guffaw, chuckle, chortle? Oh, maybe shed a tear of joy. Or maybe just go, that was really cool. Well, the really cool going out to a, a previous guest on this show, Haley Schmidt from Goodnight Theater Collective. Last Thursday, my love and I decided to go to uh, Goodnight Theater Collective's production of God of Carnage. There's only four people in the cast. Well, Haley was sitting this one out. She's in a lot of the productions that they have, but she was being stage manager. That is until just a couple of days prior to opening night, she learned that they had a cast member that was not feeling so well, and she would be the one that's filling in for her. She learned it within 48 hours, quickly, officially, and in true Haley Schmidt style, nailed it. Way to go, Haley Schmidt. You are a consummate professional, and this is also a thank you to any understudy in any production having to be ready to go at any time. Later in the hour, we learn about the Devil Cabaret. Coming up next... Musician Joel Shotwell on the Dave Holly Hour. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605 605- 929-0964. It's another Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversation on the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, my goodness, it's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And always great to have my friend Joel Shotwell on the other side of the table at the other microphone. How are you, sir? I'm really good. Glad thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. It, it's <laughs> it's just so much fun uh, every time that we get together, and it's even more fun when you have a new album out. Everything a thousand million times. Yes, sir. All right. So, Joel Shotwell, Mr. Saxophone, uh, it's your album, but uh, I'm assuming that uh, you had a collaboration of a few people that helped you put this together. Yeah, I think there's 14 people wow. on it. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, and thank you for talking about it. You know, when you asked me to do this, you didn't know I had a new album, and, and it had just come out, so yeah. uh, I don't mean to be like, let's all promote my thing. But, no, uh, gladly, anytime. That's yeah, what this show's about. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, there's 14 people on there, and I could 
name them all, but most people that know me probably know who a lot of those people right. are. And everyone on there is extremely talented. And I really, really wish that I could have just had more people on mm -hmm. there too. I have a, so many more talented friends that could have played on a number of things, but someday everyone is going to play on something. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, I like to talk about on this show and that it comes up uh, with other people quite often too is the incredible amount of talent that we have uh, in our little city here. Um, do you see that as well? And, and are you surprised by it? Yeah, I definitely see it. Uh, I recognize it because I get to be inside of right a lot of those groups, and it, and, it, and I'm 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 not surprised because I know these people, mm -hmm. and they're the smartest people playing I've with, ever met, and playing with quite a few of them for a long time. Yeah, and I've yeah. been playing with them for quite a long time. And I think when I moved back after going to school and studying and and things like that, I I didn't really realize. So I was surprised at first. Uh, but it was a it was delightful because what it did is it it pushed me right to keep working. It was like okay now I'm I'm back I'm back home. Uh, I still have a lot of work to do, and I have people that can do it with me. That I, I really feel like this sort of thing couldn't happen unless it was with people that I could trust to do it with. Uh, well, we're gonna come back and, and talk about the album as well. Sure. But uh, you know, I I do have to say, I just saw you recently. You were playing uh, in a, a quartet, and why don't you go ahead and give the name of it? I love this thing. When you were at Monks, <laughs> you know what's funny is that uh, I, I don't, I can't remember the name of that group yeah. because it's <laughs> you guys change names so often. Yeah, on, on, it's one of those things. To, what was it? Something uh, not unabashed, but it was uh, something and uh, quartet. I can find yeah. it. I can find it. <laughs> and, I have it right here. And uh, it just, uh, it, first of all, the name was fun. And of course, three out of the four that were playing that night, uh, Carrie and I were, were headed down there to see you three. Uh, because, uh, well, you know, Ruben's been here and he brings food. But thank you for the new album. <laughs> no tacos today. <laughs> no tacos. Uh, and uh, Al Bourbon's been on the show. So it's Sweet. like, oh, you know, the three of those guys, man, I know that. I don't know about this Alexander uh, Olsen guy. And uh, I had heard of him, but I had not seen him play. And he was on keys. That's hot. Yeah. It was hot jazz that night. And it was. I just, uh, my heart was leaping. Because it was so damn good. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, and it just it was so moving. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we're old and had jobs we had to do the next I day, so we didn't get to stick around for a second set. But uh, we did meet your parents, though, too. Yeah, they yeah they so, like to come out and support. It's yeah, awesome. And uh, so life life was good, and uh, just thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, so now I have to get Alexander Olson on this show sometime. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I mean, he's an incredible musician. He's a good brain, but he's really just, again, another person that can talk about anything, and he's smart, mm -hmm. uh, and he's thoughtful, uh, and, he, and he'll teach you something every time you play with him or talk to him. That's what I really love about the community is that everyone is so right. thoughtful. Um, by the way, the name of that was Uncalculated Jazz Cooperative. Uncalculated Jazz Cooperative. <laughs> okay, man, I just thought that was so cool that night. Uh, and like I said, absolutely just was digging the music. Sure, thanks. Yeah, yeah that group can be, that group's more of a, it's just meant to be more energy. And yeah, and uh, you can certainly tell it. All right, so now we'll come back to the new album sure. here. Uh, the title, everything, A Thousand Million Times. 
Well, that's an interesting one because my my daughter's here with us right mm -hmm. now, just hanging out. But uh, it's that the title came from basically we would she would go to bed and we I'd put her down and and uh, or as she's going to bed we would say love you love you too and and everything or I love you love you so much and then it turned into everything and then we'd say everything a hundred times and then it turned into everything a thousand million times and I just <laughs> thought like that kept echoing right in my head and then on the song everything a thousand million times the melody mm -hmm. of that just kind of came from a few times where she would kind of sing song it to me and it just kind of stuck and in that tune kind of spawned from that and if you listen to that tune in particular, you hear the the representation in the music is, is supposed to be us telling each other everything a thousand million times and her drifting off into sleep into a dream world. So it turns into like there's two sections in the song. The first section is us putting her to bed and then the second section is her drifting off to sleep in a dream. Uh, so that's kind of where that song came from. So a little bit of heart in this one. There's a little heart in there. Yeah, yeah. In fact, all the songs kind of came from a different... I, 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 there's there's stories behind some of them, and, and some of them are just from meditations. Uh, but they, I feel like this music was the first time that I really wrote without any sort of... Uh, you know, when I write for a jazz quintet, you have a, something in your head, there's, and I'm trying to get away from that, but you have like, oh, quintet should do this. We have this specific type of form mm -hmm. that we've used for a hundred years uh so this came from purely uh, like I, I didn't want to use any sort of calculated theory the theory came after you know so that other right. people could play it you know i would i just do it it came from just pure meditation and just ideas so, all right so you're a saxophonist and uh, you've got uh, all these other uh, friends uh, that uh, show up to to play on your album and you were just talking about you know writing it Take us through the process. You know, I, I don't think many people understand, you know, if you're a jazz person, saxophonist, and you've got the melody that you want to play on your horn, what do you have to put together for everybody else? You know, and, and take us uh, through what it takes for that melody to become a full song with everybody else jumping in at the right spots. Yeah, without... without you know, wasting everyone's time too. Mm -hmm. You, you, people don't have 10 hours to sit with you and experiment usually, you know? So yeah, the, the process is, is a lot of times it comes from me playing saxophone, uh, freely and then coming up with melodies, experimenting, recording them, sometimes writing them down or sitting at a piano or a bass or a guitar and coming up with chord progressions that way. But, but after I have a form down or even part of a form, that's when I write it out so then i can go to somebody like andrew who played with me for many many years uh or any of the other musicians on here and i can send them you know the form and the sheet music so that when they sit down and do their part it's they they're not guessing mm -hmm. at what i'm thinking about and sometimes i leave it pretty open where i just give them chord structure okay and sometimes like sometimes especially god bless andrew for putting up with this but like I used to play bass in some of these tunes. I had real specific bass lines, so I'd write those out, and he would play them. I I only played bass on two of the tracks, um, mostly because they're really near and dear to me. Uh, also, because I was scrambling to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but he he played them. He can play them way better than I can. So if I can send him the parts that I'm thinking about, 
And also, I can't really think about the bass without thinking about Andrew. Oh. Because he's that true. much part of me. And yeah. it, just like almost everyone on that record, I can't really think about. Most of the music I can't think of writing without Jimmy on trumpet, right? Oh. It's like I, most of the That's melodies. That's a given, isn't it? It really is. Uh, and, it, and it explains like why a lot of people will stick together for a long time or come back together musically that way because we've all grown together um yeah right. so were tracks laid down different times and so forth and then it was all produced together yeah so usually i like in a jazz record you do it all live because otherwise you're going to miss out right. on, on the on the communication but this started as a covid project so it really couldn't happen live and it and it and it wasn't going to be anything until i i started doing I got like two of them done. I was like, you know what? This this could work this way. And why not just keep trying? Because people were doing it and they said they were enjoying it. So um, yeah, everybody, some people recorded it at my house. Some people recorded it at their home studios. Uh, you know, I had somebody do do some percussion tracks uh, down in Vermilion. Somebody in Chicago put down some electronic drums for me. Uh, Alex Olson was living in Denver when he did the keyboard parts for most of the stuff he's on. Uh, so this was a totally different process. I equate it to, it was more like painting where I could kind of like step back and look at it and then adjust as I want. And then still, but everyone is painting, you know, all the people involved were, were adding color to it, mm -hmm. but I got to kind of like move their colors around. <laughs> uh, so I, I like engineered it and produced it in that way. Um, and that was exciting and, and new and really cool because I'm actually fascinated with painting and painters and, and visual artists because uh, it's such a foreign concept to me because I'm terrible uh, at that sort of stuff. But uh, it was it made me it fulfilled that need in, in my soul, I think, which is definitely there. Okay. So when you were talking about, you know, being uh, live and, and all together then, uh, one of the things that uh, people understand about jazz is the improvisation. So, uh, and, but yet you also said that, you know, you would give somebody chords, mm -hmm. give them a progression and say, go to it. Yeah. Uh, what's it like when you produce that after getting it? And first of all, were you usually blowing away and going, wow. Oh yeah. Every time. In in fact, like, so we didn't improvise all together on this, mm -hmm. but you know, all the parts that I played were usually the first or second take because you just lose it. You know, like you. There's a lot of mistakes on here on my part. Most <laughs> most everyone else's is fine. But you if you listen close, like, oh, there's a couple squeaks, but you can't take that out because that's, you know, if you're going after it, you're gonna miss out on the feeling if you're right. worried about not making mistakes. Um, but yeah, I can think of, you know, every time I was with someone while they were recording, I mean, I was almost in tears just in joy. I remember when Emmanuel came over and was playing the solo at the end of 527 and I just had to like refrain myself from just bursting out and like laughing in joy um same with Alex when he came over and recorded a part after he was back Jeff Paul did the the uh um the keys on everything a thousand million times and I just like as I'm listening to it just blown away uh you know I sent him the parts but I, I mean god knows if he looked at it cuz he's the type of musician who can <laughs> it's almost better for him to just come in and do it like like don't overthink it just go because he's so talented um so yeah everyone everyone kind of blew me away and, that and did he wear a hat 
I think he took it off when he came he inside because he's okay. a gentleman. Uh, well, that, that he is. <laughs> Very stylish one. Uh, for those that have seen Jeff Ball, you know that uh, we're talking about the fact he has great hats. Good ones. And, and yeah, good ones. Uh, nice quality. And uh, they make someone like well, me. Very, very jealous every time <laughs> I see him. But uh, sometime we're going to get him on. He'd be I've, great. I've, I know he would be. I've tried to get him once uh, before, but uh, we'll we'll just keep working on that. Oh, yeah. So give him a nudge for me. I will, you? yeah. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Well, he just that. lives like three blocks that way, too. Seriously? Yep. Oh, my. Now I'm <laughs> so really going to give him grief. Just go to his house. I'll yeah, point it out. I'll, I'll, I'll take my gear with me. Yeah. Here you go, Jeff. Let's talk. <laughs> and let me see the hat collection, too. Yeah. <laughs> Sit out on his porch and have a cigar and yeah, do a podcast. Yeah. Well, you know what? what's cool is, uh, you know, you, you talked about, you used the color and word, and I was about to bring that up. I was going to follow up your comment that, uh, no, Joel just said it, that it brings color, and you get to be like the painter and rearrange all the colors and so forth. But jazz people tend to be very colorful. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I think it just, in order to to do jazz, you have to, you really have to have a mindset of not, well, one thing that we know is that, that science has like done brain scans on people while they're improvising, and we know that they shut off their prefrontal cortex. So that, that already uh -huh. is, that's, we were able to do that, which the prefrontal cortex is the thing that tells us what's right or wrong. Right. It tells us, should we or shouldn't we? Okay, so like in order for a jazz musician to do what they do, they have to be able to just not care and just go for it. Otherwise, yeah. you're otherwise you're going to sound like you're going to sound like uh, you're doing math, you know. <laughs> um, so it's a total. What's it like when you find yourself in that groove? In the zone? Yeah. Um, it's time slows down, definitely. Mm -hmm. Time slows down. Um, it's, it, it's like, it's hard to explain. It's, I think it's the closest to being in the moment that you can get to. I like to, I like to think of myself as someone who studies, uh, like meditation and Buddhism and Eastern philosophy. And when I'm in that moment, I feel like that's the closest I will get. Like if I'm doing yoga or simply breathing, meditation, things like that. That's exercise. It's really hard for me. But when I'm playing with people and I'm in that moment, I think that's what that's about. Do you have to, when it's your group and, and you're playing live, um, do you have to make a conscious decision as to when somebody's improvisation solo is over? And, or is it really hard to sometimes just sit there and go, I could listen to this all night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everybody else in the band, let's just go sit down and have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know if it's, if it's hard, it usually you kind of sense it when somebody's, right. when somebody's done or they like clearly like look at you like, <laughs> save me, <laughs> please help. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sometimes it's hard to know. Um, you have to have some sort of idea of, uh, what kind of flow you're going to have. Like personally, it's harder for me to know when I'm done because I don't want to tire out someone's, you know, attention span or tire out my ideas. 
you know, I'm trying to paint a cohesive picture. Uh, so I, I, I really try to like have a sense of that, you know. What's been your favorite part about being a jazz musician? Probably knowing, just getting to know the people. Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to Ricardo, who owns uh, our bar and, and now that beautiful restaurant downtown Marybella, and and he's been kind of a host for the Jazz Cats in town. But we were talking the other night just just about the community that we have. That like I try my hardest not to take it for granted. And you know when COVID happened, you realize like suddenly it's empty. Yeah. But some people live that way all the time, or you know they even though they go to work uh, and they go to church or whatever it is they do, they don't have the kind of community that we have, mm -hmm. and it's it is really substantial. And I and I try my hardest not to take that for granted. Uh, we care about each other a lot, and we try to we help each other, and we you would never have a better conversation than you would with. The musicians in town that I that I'm friends with anyway. Very true, you know, because I've had conversations <laughs> yeah, with quite a few of them. <laughs> conversation with most of them, right? Um, except Jeff Paul, of course. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go bugging. Oh man, are we ever? <laughs> uh, but speaking of jazz community, uh, it was recently uh, released that basically there is no more Sioux Falls Jazz and Blues Society. Uh, the money has been given over to some other uh, places, and uh, they will use them well those funds i'm sure uh a little bit of me says ouch uh and a lot of other people probably even more so a big ouch but i don't want them to forget what a great jazz community we do have yeah you know all the players we have in town and the places that they're playing and god bless ricardo mm -hmm. uh for giving you guys a, a wonderful venues to do so and uh, any place else uh, that'll, uh, you know, allow live music. Uh, and it's just uh, so fantastic to see. But uh, what are your feelings about, uh, uh, do you think we'll ever have a, a jazz and blues society again? Um, I, yeah, I hope so. Something has to happen, doesn't it? I would think so. Like, you know, where there's a void, you'd think something would fill it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe Levitt, I, I, I know Levitt wants to do some educational stuff, you know, and that's the part of Sioux Falls Jazz and Blues Society that I was really bummed out about missing. Right. I mean, number one, because I was a part of that, a big part of it, but also because I think it was really substantial uh, camp and the Jazz Diversity Project. Uh, like we reached, I want to say when when they did the math, it was like 70,000 kids uh, that we introduced to jazz and the history of the American art form. Uh, so that was the biggest bummer for me, but I, I would think so. You know, some people have I've some people have just brought up to me like wouldn't you want to do that and I'm like that's I'm not that type of person. the last person you want at the helm of some uh -huh. organization I can do music that's about it but but uh but yeah it definitely is, was a bummer and I think you know uh it just it's just hard times happened and it's hard to like just get it back going unless you have the right person mm -hmm. um and we just didn't have that person at the right time I don't think so um with the, the people that were were like the involved before did a excellent job I thought um I always enjoyed working with 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 that organization but but uh it's just hard to find people to fill those shoes yeah very true no doubt about that but I I still think there will be something that'll come along and and because uh, I don't know uh but it just it, it you know, like you said avoid 
Yeah, and, there's and a void. There's a yep. void there now, but there's not a void in terms of the music that the jazz community is mm-hmm. putting on. And so we have a base. We have that. And is there still going to be a, a jazz camp? I hope so. I know that they've been talking about it for Augie, right? Yep. Yeah. Me and me and Dr. Hannigan have been have been scheming and I think we put in a proposal. Uh and and I'm not sure where that's left. Uh that'll probably get brought up here soon. But I, I and I know that Levitt is possibly interested too. So I'm I'm kind of like the type of person who I I, I love teaching and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just go where, when they t- call me, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I go where they tell me, but I really hope that, um, I'm pushing for if, if it doesn't get picked up by this or that, that will, will make something happen somehow. Um, because I love it. And I think kids really can, some kids get a spark and that's where the community starts, starts to build. If you can build it with those young students mm-hmm. too, like I've seen some really fantastic young people grow out of that. Well, I remember two years ago, I volunteered for a month mm-hmm. for Sioux Falls Jazz and Blues, and it happened to be uh, the month that there was the jazz crawl, and there was also jazz camp mm-hmm. going on. And uh, jazz camp, for me, I just thought was spectacular, uh, because we talk uh, so often on this show, and we've talked about it many times already today in terms of the amount of talent that's here. Mm-hmm. Well, we're normally, when we say that, we're talking about people that are after high school mm-hmm. and jazz camp i believe that year had somebody either a seventh or eighth grade in there it. was a seventh grader seventh yeah. grader in it so seventh through 12th and you're seeing these kids work their tails off for a week and putting on a concert at the end of it and i i think one of the things that i just love so much about uh live music for one thing but uh, especially for jazz is when it gets cooking and you see the joy Mm-hmm. on someone's face as they're performing and it's like that is a moment that is just so great to see uh you know not just the smiles but also the fact that you know it's passion mm-hmm. that you're catching at that time absolutely right. and i i don't ever expect i've I've taught a lot of kids and i think about this a lot like what what is the point of teaching am i trying to make every single kid a professional saxophone player or or a professional jazz musician and absolutely not um in those kids at that camp most of them maybe won't even play in college uh but the idea that they can see that when they work hard at something like that is arguably meaningless to for some people would argue that music is meaningless mm-hmm Sadly, they would argue they that. would yeah. for kids even they, they would try to take it away um or they'd say this is more important than that but when you see the idea of we're going to do this because we can and we can work hard and it feels good that's that's that that means way more it is meaningless because the, the meaning you can't even describe it right like it, it means more than what other things mean very true uh, in fact, uh, we'll we'll get a little nostalgic here. This is your first time in my studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've uh, met other places to record before, but if you look up uh, in that corner, that little shelf there, yep, that's a 1981 Louis Armstrong Jazz Award for Central awesome. Line High School in Rock Rapids, Iowa. <laughs> so you got the Louis Armstrong Jazz I got Award the, Louis Armstrong. the year I was born. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was meant to be, Dave. It was. No wonder we become friends. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, long, long ago, anything, because I grew up in a small town, so you were in sports, you were in music, you were in everything. And uh, just a, a week before my high school band teacher passed away, uh, I had a chance to see him in the hospital. And uh, they had done some um, biopsies in his mouth that day, so he couldn't speak, uh, but he could smile. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, uh, Thomas said, there's two things I want to tell you. First of all, anytime anybody ever finds out that I've been in radio, they always ask, what's your favorite music? <laughs> and I said, it's never wavered. I always tell them the same thing. Good. <laughs> That's I said, exactly because right. you taught us. How mm -hmm. to appreciate music from different genres. You know, I didn't grow up in the big band era, but I sure love the big band sound mm -hmm. and uh, things along that line. And then I said, the other thing is, you know, uh, the Letterman's jacket hasn't fit in about 30 years. Uh, and, you know, any other medals from athletics, things along that line, long gone. You know, who knows what the landfill they're in. Mm-hmm. I said, but I've got one thing that I will always keep, and that's my 1981 Louis Armstrong Jazz Award. That's awesome. And he smiled. I bet he smiled. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say. And that was the last dissolve. That, but that means just, a lot when, yeah. you're, when you're a teacher. But, it, yeah, like I said, I've seen students go on and do great music. I just saw a student over Christmas break play at our bar. He called me. He's like, I'm coming back from college. You think you can help me get a gig? And I was like, for sure. Played with a trio, and I just couldn't believe how amazing he was. But a week before that, I saw another former student who's just, he's going into bioengineering, uh, and it and it warmed my heart just as much. You know, yeah. it's like, as a teacher, you just, you, that's what you want to do. You, right. you want them to remember that it just, it feels good. Yeah. Well, it, it's always good uh, to sit down with you, my friend. Uh, Joel Shotwell's latest album, Everything a Thousand Million Times, whose daughter was here while we recorded this as well. And uh, so I'm guessing if we play, because, well, f I must ask you then, this is your copyrighted music. Yeah. Yes, I have your express written permission. Please do, yeah. Okay. And, Thank you. Uh, so before we get to our commercial break then, well, we always have to ask the two questions, and then we'll play Everything a Thousand Million Times. Awesome. All right, so when you're not part of the entertainment uh, and arts scene, what do you like to be entertained by? I love camping. I love golfing, which is weird because growing up, I would never imagined I would like golf, but I love it because <laughs> it's just, a, it's humbling. Uh, yeah, and I love games. I like board games, like any kind of board game, really. So those are my passions outside of music and All camping. Right. Yeah. Any other hobbies? Um, Yeah, I paint like little mini mm -hmm. figures for these games so i have like i don't know a couple hundred just little guys that i paint <laughs> yeah. well i I, I would also add to that list though uh you do a fine job around a grill oh thank you yes, yes. we're gonna do that this summer again. we have to that was uh, great yeah i like to try to do that at least a few times every summer so we'll we'll have that happen again all right sounds good brother in the meantime let's listen to some great jazz it's Joel Shotwell, along with a whole bunch of other friends, and everything a thousand million times.
helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everybody. You know what we like to say here. It's always a pleasure to talk Siouxland arts and entertainment around the Sioux Empire. Yes, we love it. And it's always fun when we get to talk about different types of art form. And we're going to be doing that today as we talk to the leads of the troupe of Vaux Devil Cabaret. Some burlesque, some drag, a lot of things we can throw in there. And we're going to be talking about it all as we have... Ginger St. James. How are you, Ginger? I'm doing well today. How are you? Glad to hear that. Very well. Viola Velvet. Good evening, Dave. How are you doing? Uh, you know the answer. <laughs> Always better anytime I see you. Yeah. And then Stella Derriere. How are you? I'm wonderful. Glad to have all three of you along. Uh, first off, before we get into uh, some of the events you guys have coming up, let's talk about the big award. Someone won. <laughs> the elephant. Yes. The 2022 Pride Entertainer of the Year. Yes. Goes 2023, to. yes. Well, actually, it was for this year? Yeah, it was for oh, this okay, year, Okay, yep. because I didn't know if it was like, you know, you got awarded this year for all of last year. Um, Awarded this year for this year. For this year. Okay, yes. well, excellent then. So 2023 Entertainer of the Year for Pride, and mm -hmm. it goes to Viola Velvet. Yeah. All right. And uh, it looked like there were big doings at the Club David for this. Yes. And then we had the Victory Brunch at Icon yesterday. A victory Brunch. Oh, yes. that was fun, I bet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a very cursed idea for my third number because the, the new crown gets to do three numbers instead of two. Uh-huh. And I was basically... Um, very sultry and ethereal and went down to a skin suit where I went full golem on my crown and hissed at the crowd. <laughs> Thankfully, they enjoyed it. I was triple guessing it right before I uh -huh. hit the stage. It was pretty <laughs> epic. Oh, we, we like epic. <laughs> eh, eh. I don't get to do a lot of um, comedy pieces because my right. niche is very classic. Yeah. and sultry yeah so uh, it was very, a lot of fun but very much so uh because i have seen you do burlesque and you do mm -hmm. it very very well you've been Thank in a you. show that uh, i helped produce um mm -hmm. a few years back and then uh, let's see that i think we were just kind of starting to come out of COVID at that point but i think we we're people trying were to, still yeah. you know a little uh let's hold back until things so it's mm -hmm. been a quiet few years but man every time i look at facebook i'm seeing something pop up for Vodevil cabaret Yes. Uh, and you've added uh, a lot to it. Uh, so tell us how it all came together then. 
not just for the three of you, but to, to build on having a troop then. Um, so it was actually Ginger's idea from Jump um, to build kind of a cabaret that encompassed drag and mm -hmm. burlesque. We just kind of didn't really have um, performers for that yet. Then Stella and I started with the Falls Follies. They kind of did a wiggle and giggle and body positivity, mm -hmm. self-confidence mm -hmm. type women empowerment right. specifically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, that, that's one of the things I kind of want to get around to in, yeah. in a bit too. Uh, but the Ginger, what was your uh, thoughts on this going into it then? Uh, well, I moved up here from New Orleans and living here, I saw kind of a natural void for performance art. I mean, we had the drag shows, of course, mm -hmm. but beyond that, a few comedy stylings, there wasn't much else. And I really wanted to bridge that gap with something that had a much larger creative drive and would sustain inclusivity in the community. Okay. When did you start in drag? I started, what, five years ago? 2018, yeah. Because yep. yeah. you were doing it for a little over a year when I had my official debut. Yeah, I started uh, initially, I was told that, and speaking to the inclusivity of matters, mm -hmm. I was told that I wasn't pretty enough, and I was told that I wasn't queer enough, and I was just like, well, sit back and watch, because here we come. <laughs> I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, You've laid out the doors. challenge for me <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> and since, so we had our first um, couple of live performances as Faux Devil in 2020, right before shutdown. Yeah. And we took it virtual. And what I thought, where I thought Faux Devil was going to be in five years, we've been there since 2021 when we came back for mm -hmm. live shows. We met so many wonderful performers all across the Midwest, all across the country. And a lot of them, when we started going back live on stage, a lot of them have come here to perform with us and have really helped solidify Bow Devil as a family, as a cabaret. Mm -hmm. um, so we offer, <clears throat> excuse me, not only Dragon Burlesque, but we offer pole, aerial, silks, and lira, as well as comedians. Yeah. And we're we've got a lot more comedy. Yeah, there's this year. there's a lot yes. uh, that you have expanded upon, and yes. uh, you know you you mentioned the aerials, mm -hmm. uh, circuit perform. I remember just a, about a year ago, uh, they were just starting, and I had them on the show, and it's like to see what they have done. Yeah, they're in wonderful. one year's time. It's just absolutely Fantastic amazing. Yeah, no yep. doubt about I that. I get the honor of being a part of one of their events instead of the other way around uh -huh. soon. So, oh, excellent. Um, they've invited me to come perform fan dances for Swamp Daddy's Mardi Gras party. Oh, was that for a throwback? Yeah. Right? I'm very excited <laughs> for it. What got you into burlesque? Um, well, actually, I've been obsessed with it my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely, what we hear from a lot of audience members, I was definitely there for a long time of I'm not pretty enough or I'm not a good dancer or I want to lose weight or be trim because we always have this like kind of idealized version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, then we met Pepper Dupree mm -hmm. and I found out she had been a burlesque performer for about eight or 10 years. She's been doing this a long while. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I begged her for about two years to teach me because I thought that was the only way I could get on a stage is having a burlesque mother and being trained in it. And she finally started the wiggle and giggle alongside Cherry's app, and it kind of took off from there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Stella, what's yeah. your background on this? Uh, my background with Faux Devil, I met Viola and Ginger at one of that wiggle and giggle event. Um, 
And we did a few classes together, just learning super basic stuff, learning to love our bodies and ourselves. And obviously we vibed really well. So when we kind of finished those classes, we were like, who's going to throw on themselves on a stage? Yeah. And I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a huge theater and dance background. So okay. So it wasn't going to be any uh, frightening part for you doing it's that. It's still then. terrifying. Oh. Yes. <laughs> every time. Every I time. still feel like I'm going to vomit every time I step on the stage. Uh, there's nothing quite like the, you know, shake and shiver right before yeah. you walk out yes. on stage. And it, it really becomes a matter of taking that fear and putting it to work for you. Uh, in our cases, I know that when we get up on that stage, we're ready to get out there. We're entering a whole world of our own creation. True. And so we kind of have yeah. to meditate for a moment and just hit that switch. And then make sure that you stick to it. And then hopefully the audience is Hope going to be in that same world. Exactly. Then. Hopefully they can, they, they receive it. Reception yeah. is very important, but it doesn't always hit the nail on the head. Yeah. There's been a few times personally for me where I thought I had this great concept and I went and tried to deliver it and it fell on deaf ears and I was just like, well, back to the drawing board. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about, you've said, talked a little bit about body image. Mm -hmm. You've brought it up at mm -hmm. least a, a couple of times. I think that has been one of the things that I have, because uh, I'm somebody that used to weigh 420 pounds. And so I had terrible body image, a great part of my life. In fact, uh, it was funny. My mother sent me a picture of me in high school when I only weighed 230 pounds. And I always thought I was the fat kid in high school. And I looked at that picture and said, wow, I wish I could look like that again. Uh, but it's because everybody says something about it right. mm -hmm. at that point. And then if it continues into adulthood... Mm -hmm. Pardon the language is a real bitch to deal with. Mm, definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. most definitely. Um, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Um, I have always been curvier, and it's just genetics. I'm mm -hmm. German and Hispanic, so that is just I'm thick. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been thick. I've always been curvier, and then when I hit adulthood, I had four children in within four years, and so that took a huge toll on my body. And when I met them at that wiggle and giggle. I had just had my third mm -hmm. and actually just a few days before going on stage for the first time for burlesque, I had just found out I was pregnant with my fourth. <laughs> so my body has changed just ups and downs and ups and downs my whole life, but especially over these past eight to 10 years now. Um, but doing this and talking with other people, the crowd, fellow performers, producers, whoever, the best thing is to just put yourself out there, show people that different types of bodies can be sexy or mm -hmm. stunning or whatever adjective you want to throw in front of it. Because all bodies are burlesque bodies and all bodies are beautiful. That yep. they are, no doubt about Cheers that. Yep. And uh, I think that was one of the things that hit me the first time that I saw Viola and a few other ladies here in town uh, at a show that we were putting on. And it's just like, good for you, you know? It, it's so refreshing mm -hmm. to see it that somebody can go out no matter what size they might be and show matter. that they want to be a performer. It doesn't that, matter. That they like yeah. to dance. It really that, doesn't matter. That they like to flaunt it and mm -hmm. uh, let the world know. I love seeing the diversity of different bodies. I love seeing super thin performers, mid-sized performers, plus-size performers. I love seeing 
the variety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love seeing tummies and thighs and breasts and booties. I just, I love it. It's like, you <laughs> all, you the all the jiggles. All the jiggles. Yeah. All the jiggles. Slap no, a tassel on anything. Like whatever, yes. whatever you got, I want to see it. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and what's great is then there's also disability burlesque. Yes. Uh, I've, I've seen, I haven't seen the show live yet, uh, but uh, having see. seen it on on uh, social media and it's like fantastic you know uh, but let's be honest uh, there's that thing called uh, everybody out there in society that doesn't look at this uh, all with a, a rosy rose covered glasses or anything mm-hmm. uh, you know we've had recently in the news it's been uh, that you know uh, you know shouldn't be done for teens uh, right. it's right. not wholesome entertainment and so forth when you hear that as feedback what do you think? What are what are your opinions? You want to so start? That's, <laughs> that's where I come in. We got um, some pretty big opinions on yeah. that. So while burlesque in its whole is not for every age range, mm-hmm. um, specifically minors, with the stripping aspect, it doesn't necessarily negate burlesque performers as performers as a whole. We are all fully capable, at least the people in our troupe and the people we have worked with are fully capable of presenting all age acts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we actually had a very big conversation about yes. this recently. Um, what we do on stage for an all ages performance is not what you would see at an adult only right. stage. M- mature audiences. Right. right. We have the opportunity to be more salacious, show more skin, yet again what we do for all ages is not any different than the cheerleaders you saw at super bowl yesterday I was just it's not say. any different <laughs> yeah. than you know the child dance competitions i mean they're more flexible than me not this one she can do splits <laughs> five months pregnant so <laughs> but like it's really it's not that different and it shows that not only are we inclusive but it shows children that hey there are these adults that are capable of doing this and we're all different sizes we're all different colors Mm -hmm. we're all different styles and abilities and that shows them that they're capable of doing that too absolutely that they have a place in this world and that there are people that look like them or sound like them that they can look up to and aspire to be I'm not saying like these children need to go out and become burlesque performers right. or drag queens. It just gives them that sense of hope right, that they but, are seen. But part of that is just the fact that, uh, you know, at the same time, the message is be who you are. Exactly. Be who yeah. you are. And it comes down to time and place when it comes yes. to especially burlesque. Mm-hmm. Time and place when we're performing at a bar mm-hmm. for 21 plus right. adult entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yes. We can be salacious. We can be a little more sexy. But if we're going to perform an all-ages show or walk in a parade or something, I'm not going to do anything that I wouldn't do in front of my own children. Mm-hmm. It's same. Yeah. 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 And... Because we all have kids. So there's not anything that I wouldn't do in front of my right. teenager or even her toddler children. Yeah. So. Or more think of, you know, what they've seen at a PG-13. Exactly. Right. <laughs> or what you see at the beach or yeah. the swimming pool Time or the lake. And- Yes. Yeah, exactly. Great way to say it, Stella. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Uh, so let's talk about Vodevil Cabaret then, besides just uh, what it's become. 
Uh, and you're ahead of schedule, as you'd like to say, Viola. Yes, ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so this comes out this Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, what do you have coming up? Um, for actually, some shows? on this Thursday. Yes. So excited. Um, this is our first year we're offering burlioke. So you come and sing it, <laughs> we'd make it burlesque. Um, we're trying to add more burlesque only events this year. Everything we do at Club David, which is our home venue, mm-hmm. are full cabaret shows. That's where we have drag, burlesque, aerial, comedy, pole. Uh, but for things at like Burleyoki, it's just for our burlesque performers. And you will see all kinds of burlesque performers. You'll see mm-hmm. draglesque. You'll see us femme performers. We've got some male performers coming in for it. Androgynous. Um, so that is actually taking place the second to last Thursday every other month at Lucky's. So it's Club not just this. This Thursday, Thursday. we That's have good it because every other this month. Thursday I'm in a performance, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't make it, but I sing karaoke. Oh, yeah. oh that, that voice! I bet and, you do. And, and right. I've I've got some show <laughs> tunes I love. Oh, uh, yeah. My first go to is Mac the Knife. Throw okay. it at me. Oh, bring it on. <laughs> oh, the shark, babe. Yes, that's like really up our alley. We're very classic. (laughs) And then luck be a lady tonight. Are you sure you're not coming this Thursday? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm a little busy. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So the it's so second Thursday every other every other month. So and this is an even month. So second Thursday of every even numbered month. Um. Yes. Okay. So our next one will be on four twenty. Aha. We are, we are already letting people know to prepare for that one. <laughs> um, so with that, we don't have a lineup. Um, there's no set list whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, karaoke queen Alyssa Damiata oh, is yes. our KJ and yep. our, our MC. Uh, we have a dry erase board where there are sabotages on there for the singers as well as they get to spin the wheel and pick a burlesque performer. Oh, And she wow. actually gets to pick which singers do it. So we have no idea what the songs right. are as performers. Um, we just bring two costumes well, and kind of make the magic happen. I the bag for April now, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. We'll be promoting it again All right. soon. Um, and then as a cabaret as a whole... Uh, last year, this was Ginger's idea, so uh, they do all of the creative side of things for the troupe, and we are doing our second annual Pussy Power show. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you have to edit that out. Sorry. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll just put a little disclaimer. Okay. Um. So our Pussy Power show is about empowering women and showcasing women throughout art and history. We have Jenny Mack coming in to MC for us. We have several of our local performers coming. Uh, we have Priscilla Pencushion from Circa doing aerial silks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alita Wendell coming to do some comedy. comedy. Yeah. And we've hired two performers from out of state, one from St. Paul, Minneapolis area, Texas Tea Cakes. And then the one this one keeps <laughs> gagging over is Coco Pearlesque out of Chicago oh, is joining us. I mean, she's so wonderful. I, I'm... So wonderful. <laughs> You're not the only one gagging. <laughs> I'm very, very, very excited. To yes, I'm that. also uh, like super stoked that she's spending four days with us. So she's not just here for the show; she'll mm-hmm. be here for the whole weekend. Um, you know, that's one of the best portions of when we have guest artists is just getting to actually know them, not just stepping on a stage yep. with them, but actually getting to hang out and share food and ideas, life experience and, and yeah. ideas. And then we also have uh, Jennifer White, local legend, coming oh, to live yeah. paint for it. Oh. 
Yeah, it's magical. Last year, it was pure magic. It this was, year, it's going to be even yeah. better. Every time I have to go down to the White Wall Session Studios to mm -hmm. look at something or do something, I look at her artwork and go, it's incredible. Yeah. Watching yeah. her paint live is fantastic. Yeah. Unlike yeah. anything else I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She is in a different world on that. It's beautiful to yeah. watch. Like, it's an act in and of itself. It's yes. almost a dance. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my! I tell you what, that's going to be great. But I, I think that's is that on the fourteenth, the eleventh of March. Oh, eleventh of March. Eleventh of oh, March. I might be able to make something. Oh well, we'll yeah. put you on the list yeah. to come enjoy it. So okay, excellent. It's yeah. our ten dollar admission cover. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, we always do that for our Club David shows. Um, but for this one, because it is a partial benefit show, it's five dollars if the patron brings in a brand new feminine hygiene product. With okay. Them. So they get half price, and then all the products get donated to the local women's Fantastic. shelters. Fantastic. Good yeah. stuff you're doing just besides the entertainment, the performance aspect, uh, what oh, you're yeah. giving back to the community and so forth, yeah. too. Um, any workshops coming up? I know that uh, last year, uh, Supercon, you had some classes and so forth. I did. Um, I kind of went on a little bit of a hiatus last year. Things got really overwhelming during Pride Month. Uh, it was every day of every weekend yeah. <laughs> performances. It's a little crazy. So I kind of needed to take some time off. I did have a few classes, not just at Supercon, but kind of around there. Uh, with Circa opening their own doors for South Dakota Aerial and Arts, mm -hmm. uh, they've invited me in to come and teach there. I just had my first intro to burlesque class. I will be doing another one soon in March, and then I will be starting my five-week course. Wow. Yeah. So there's the opportunity for others to get involved. Uh, yes. Like I said, you know, not just uh, for performance sake, but uh, also, you know, when it comes to uh, being able to accept your own body yep. uh, and, uh, you yep. know, to uh, also uh, help out the community as you're doing good things and empowering women as well. So fun, fun and educational. Yes. And good service yes. as well. And I'm I'm kind of a goofball teacher, so I say weird, <laughs> random things. Um, I like to say things out loud when we're touching and looking at our bodies that I actually say in my own head <laughs> while I'm performing. I'm like, ooh, do you want to see this glove come off? Would you like to see the skin that's under here? Nope, you can't have that. Yet. I think so. that's one of, the, one of the most important <laughs> aspects of your classes. You know, uh, mm. a lot of the time fans people that come to the shows you know patrons they they come up and they're just like yo i can't believe you guys are doing this and you're so brave and we didn't get here overnight you right know, every one of us still has troubles that we work with every day we mm -hmm. still struggle to love our bodies every day you know mm -hmm. it's something that it just doesn't happen with the snap of a finger we've worked on it for a long time and we'd like to see other people working on it as well yeah, yeah. and our whole Vaux Devil Troop is it's one big family. We work with over 52 people locally, regionally, some nationally. And that's that's our whole thing. Like we actually all work together to create this environment of loving ourselves, loving each other, passing that love on, encouraging other people to do things, encouraging people to embrace their bodies and embrace their mental health, embrace their communities and, and expanding on that. We are a very big island of misfit toys, and yes. I honestly <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. I understand. Yeah, that's great. How do you describe burlesque? When when somebody, you know, because... Uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, is there an, an actual written description anywhere? There is on Google. You can definitely Google what you see at our shows. If you've seen the movie Burlesque, that is not what we do. Mm-hmm. Although we do have some performers that do sing and flings. That's where they sing as right. they're stripping. That is a talent in and of itself. Oh, my goodness. Um, Working on it. My oh. favorite way to describe burlesque is that we are the theater kids of stripping and we're all about body positivity. Okay. I like that answer. And uh, final questions that you each get, and uh, we'll just go straight around the room then. Uh, So, Ginger, when you are not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Honestly, there's not really a moment in time where I'm not. Okay. Um, Everything we do at the cabaret, the things I do for creative as a drag queen, as a family member as a friend all of it really pertains to arts entertainment mm-hmm. inclusivity and body positivity um the job never really ends yeah you know but... and your actual job is art related yeah. too so <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh i mean if, if i'm to speak very bluntly very very late at night when i have nothing else going on and the rest of the world is sleeping i like to dip into games like the last of us and just get in there all right yeah you know any other type of hobby obviously not much time (laughs) not really no okay (laughs) Uh, well i I rock climb oh Um, fantastic climbing about four days a week we actually wow just had uh climb with pride night over at Uh frontier it was a great turnout and they're looking at doing that i do believe monthly now so that that, Mm. i think that's what sam said sam right yep so I've only I'm, been there twice with him, I'm actually, so I don't, I'm, I don't remember. I'm actually names. very excited about that. Um, a lot of what climbing has done for me in the very recent future is it's, it's actually enabled a lot more body body positivity in my own head. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much as far as how it looks, but what it's capable of. You know, when right. first getting there, it was daunting. Yeah. You know, and now I'm I'm climbing at some of the highest grades in the gym and. It's improved my mental equity and my emotional equity, and yeah. All right, Viola. Ooh, um, I also live in a very. My whole life is art. Everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Well, then the hobbies question. Uh, I don't. But my hobbies are also my job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rhinestone. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rhinestone is a chore. We all know this. Uh, three weeks on that corn costume, you guys. Uh, it was a lot. It was so much work. Um, so I am a professional seamstress by trade. That had started kind of as a hobby, but I've been sewing my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I've been running my own business for 13 years now. I uh, burlesque performing. I've always been entertained by that. And even some of my things that I do love, like reading, which I don't have a lot of time for. Right. So now I'm, I've got Audible and I listen to a lot of things and podcasts while uh-huh. I'm working, um, working on concepts, designing, sewing. Even my horror fandom, I've turned into my burlesque <laughs> <laughs> and my sewing skills. Like, <sighs> yeah, right. yeah, it all just, it's very intertwined together. Yeah. I don't think that there's any way to, at this point in my life, to differentiate anything. Mm-hmm. No, like, no. even travel is purposes for networking and performing. And yeah, we eat, sleep, yeah. live, and breathe art. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Stella? 
I mean, same. Same, my, same. My muggle job is a very creative job as well. Okay. Um, I any spare time I get is obviously with my family. Um, so I spend a lot of time hanging out with little kids yeah. <laughs> and taking them to all the fun stuff around town. And that would leave absolutely so, no time for time. hobbies then. Yeah. Four children, <laughs> burlesque, a oh, job. Wow. I'm, I'm booked. That you are. Well, I'm, I'm glad that the three of you uh, all had some time to spend uh, mm -hmm. to be on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks thank for you so, for Ginger St. James, Viola Velvet, and Stella Derriere. Yes. And uh, thankfully, uh, autocorrect even got the little marks over on the arms. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does, while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guest, Joel Shotwell, also to Ginger St. James, Viola Velvet, and Stella Derriere. And, of course, thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, following on social media, and your overall support of this show certainly is appreciated. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. Now, for all 167 episodes, you can go online at DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Art South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.